0: This is really good.
1: I'm way more impressed that, not that I thought that it wouldn't be great but I like, mean I
0: knew I would be great but I'm glad you showed up right <laughs> We need to figure out what we want to do with this.
1: <sighs> I've been racking my brain. I'm
0: looking for all the ideas to come from you. The reason why I've changed course on the whole interview format, because I know when I first mentioned podcast to you, it was to be a guest. Uh,
1: And now I run this shit. You should coach
0: how to ingrain myself into everything. Because I do that very, very well. I'm like a dog hair. I am too. I do it very well. Uh, I become like on the board of everything immediately, as long as it doesn't pay. (laughs) If it actually paid me to do it, I, I've got no fucking interest in that.
1: Only if it's stressful. Yes,
0: takes up most of my time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and people are like, "What are you even doing here?" That's that's my <laughs> that's my jam. That's like really what what tickles my fancy. Uh, but no, so what? I you know I listen, I consume a whole lot of podcasts on marketing and business because that's what I do, and that's that's like frankly what I enjoy. And um, on the B two B business podcast, uh, the guy, one of the guys who runs it, mentioned a few weeks ago that he's like, I'm kind of turning off of the interview format podcast. Hmm. And I don't even remember the exact reasoning. It was more marketing driven where he's like, it's just not as impactful now. And the more I thought about it, I, I was like, God, I, I feel the same way because I'm compiling this list of 20 people already to be on this podcast, m- most of whom I know. And as I'm picturing it in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to listen to a podcast because this person's on it, I'm not going to listen to that podcast again Mm -hmm. unless the hosts are so engaging that I now become fans of theirs Mm -hmm. in order to listen to them interview someone else. If I only listen to it because a private investigator's on it, well, that's what I'm interested in. So I'm not going to listen to it again. So we get no continuity of audience, which means we get no feedback. But what I've noticed is when you have regular guests on, and I've been a guest on many podcasts, is you have to match their energy. Or you have to pull them forward to your energy.
1: That's what I was going to say.
0: And I think that would be a real problem for us.
1: Because <laughs> nobody is going to match right. it's like, <laughs>
0: We're We to have to shoot you up with some meth here in order to you know, get you to, you know.
1: Disclaimer, go. we're not doing meth.
0: Right. That's 100% way <laughs> wink, too expensive. Wink, wink. Way too expensive. That, I, I guess. I don't know. Actually, I think it's cheap, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I know cocaine is expensive. Yeah. Meth. Because that's the not. good stuff. We're going to have to put disclaimers on this. <laughs>
1: parental warning that's
0: a trigger parental cussing (laughs) light petting all that shit we got to put every disclaimer available on this podcast I think
1: guests would be a good option if like you said it's pertinent to what we're talking about and they're gonna bring something that we can't bring to the table
0: yes I think in the situation where like you said it's very topical and we're like this is something really cool and it just occurred to me right now. So you you run your business, and just to clarify, what do you do?
1: I am the owner-operator of Sandy Pants Customs. We are a custom apparel and gift shop specializing in the nostalgic, spooky, and funny.
0: That was way better than I expected.
1: I have a lot of elevator yeah, I pitches. No shit, look at you. <laughs> um,
0: so let me ask this. Where do you primarily pedal your wares? Online. Okay.
1: For sure. I do a lot of vendor events, which is how we met each other. I do a lot of vendor events. I make more money per hour at vendor events, but I do most of my sales online.
0: Okay, But I was leading you in a different direction. Oh, okay. And that was was mainly because of the way I met you. In my mind, you are mainly at the Flea Off Market and flirt to Flea and all the other cute little euphemisms for Flea that you can stick into <laughs> an event. And I think, like as you were talking, it, it occurred to me, I'm like, yeah, maybe we have an episode that's like a roundtable with several of the people. Because it's kind of like a carny atmosphere where you all know each other. <laughs>
1: I think you'd be surprised, or maybe not you, but other people would be surprised at how much you can grow your business by having relationships with other business oh, yeah. owners. Even people who are doing the same medium as you, for example. co
0: Yes. Super lame-ass <laughs> amalgamation of two words that <laughs> stuck in my head when I heard it. I hate it. With a passion. <laughs> However, it makes sense. The
1: principle, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love the idea of a roundtable. Um, if I were to say I was an expert on anything small business, I would say it would be vendor events.
0: What I would be hoping to get out of that is some kind of like the whole behind the scenes, under the deck. Oh, yeah. You know, the the crazy drama shit we could start. Peek our behind
1: the curtain. Yeah,
0: we could start our own like reality show on VH8 or whatever. I'd like to get your take on how do you think... We happened the way we did, as a friendship.
1: Wow.
0: Because it fascinates me. Oh!
1: (laughs) It does! Really? Well, like I said, we're both dog hairs, so we... I think maybe you were more impressed with me than you should have been. I think maybe you (laughs) thought I was better than I am. So I kind of catfished you a little bit. A little bit. Um, I think that... Part of the reason why I'm so successful as a small business owner is because I have the ability to engage with people. That's why I worked in retail for so long um, and I can't find something to talk with anybody about. I think we had more in common than we realized. And I think that's why we became friends is because not surface level, yeah, but We have a lot of the same ideals about things. I think maybe we have more of the same ideals than we even realize right now, which is why I'm excited about the podcast. Yeah. Um, And my love language is words of affirmation. You gave me a lot of words of affirmation when we met. So I
0: I (laughs) give verbal hugs like crazy. So I was
1: like, I guess we're going to be friends now. Yeah, best friends. But I remember when you left our booth, you and your wife left. I turned to my husband Ryan, and I said, "That guy's my new best friend." I said, we're going to be besties.
0: Every time I think of this, I still think of stepbrothers. <laughs> Are we best friends? <laughs> yep. So to hear
1: somebody who didn't know me, that was like, I love what you're doing. This is what I do. We should connect about this because I see potential in you. Like, I mean, you could have drugged me the next minute. And I would have been like, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. That's awesome. Why yep. do you think that? Why do you think that we're best friends now?
0: Um. Wow. I I have a kind of a different take on it, even though I don't disagree with anything you said. It all makes perfect sense. I see it kind of as a game recognizes game kind of thing because I think that we have very similar squirrel-brained uh, get really excited about something, go 100 miles an hour at it, and then like, oh look at that, and 100 miles an hour that direction, and yes. somehow our spouses are like cool with it. Yeah. I, they haven't. They have not. Stuffed a pillow in our face while we sleep.
1: Not uh, yet. Not
0: yet. No. <laughs> but I. That's that's kind of the the idea that I come at it. And, and much like you, you know, in my background, yes, I do digital marketing, I do websites, but I spent 25 years managing truck drivers and dock workers.
1: Mm. And it's it's
0: and then I really got into computers and building things and learning how to code and building apps and all that stuff, and then moved into cybersecurity and then became a private investigator. So I've got <gasps> such a massive background of dealing with people.
1: Have you told me that you were a private investigator before? I don't know because that's one of my like it's... dreams is to get a private investigator. Well, I license. will bring one
0: on this podcast, Melissa <sighs> McIntosh. Oh my she gosh. and she is a character like she's a hundred percent personality.
1: So you know more about me than I've probably given. Is that no, what you're saying? Because done if about you <laughs> don't
0: pay me, I ain't looking up <laughs> shit. Okay, I don't care. Everybody sucks in their personal life. <laughs>
1: Shoot. Okay.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> No, so I, I do have a lot of experience in dealing with people, um, more so in management, but also in an internal sales kind of getting people to do things mm-hmm. that they don't necessarily love doing.
1: I think maybe where you were going. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Is the, the the people part of it is the is the core, right, business? I
0: think what what resonates with me so much with these small business owners at the flea market type situation, but in the live events going there and, and I do that like what I did with you I do it in a lot of those booths I'm like what, why do you make these things this this lady the seeds of love that made this bracelet her story is amazing and it's just getting to know that that resonates with me, with me so much I can get this same bracelet probably for $5 less at whatever right but her story and her personality and her engagement was huge and I think that's why you kind of stand out among you know, what you do isn't unique. I mean, it's it's t-shirt printing.
1: It's not. No. There's a lot of that,
0: but you immediately engage with people, and you also know how to kind of put on the show, be the carnival barker. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was very disappointed to find out you had a full size cutout of Joe Dirt that you had not displayed yet. Oh, I Joe Dirt!
1: You're mad about Joe Dirt. I wasn't mad
0: about. It. I was disappointed. <laughs>
1: I mean, you can take them home with you after Saturday no. if you No,
0: <laughs> that's not the point. I'm disappointed that you have an asset like that sitting there. It's almost like beneath this layer of
1: subcutaneous
0: fat, I've actually got six pack abs, and I'm just choosing not to display them.
1: That was a rough day. That was a rough uh, setup It well, was hot as hell. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I didn't realize that I was selling a shirt to Jack Harlow because right. I was that's borderline right. heat stroke. That's right. You that dm me
0: later and said you sold a shirt to Jack Harlow. Yes. So, okay. How did you not know it was so,
1: Story time. He. It was towards the end of the day. It was so hot, and it was starting to slow down. And I see who I now know to be Jack Harlow mm-hmm. and a guy with a video camera. So, of course, I'm like, you want to videotape in my booth? Come in here and videotape my booth. I didn't ask them what they were videotaping for. <laughs> Or anything. And I go into my whole spiel, which you've heard yeah. many times. I give him the whole spiel. I'm wheeling and dealing. I kind of joke on Jack Harlow a little bit because he had a bonnet on. And so I kind of like made a <laughs> little joke about. You dunked
0: on Jack Harlow. It, yes. That's fantastic.
1: And he picks up one of my shirts and he said, how much is this? And I said, it's $25. But if you get two, I'll give you a discount or I can put it on a different color. I'll mail it to you. Hands me a fifty dollar bill, walks off with the hanger and everything. And I'm still like, Let me get you changed. Let me get you a bag. Like Not blah, chasing blah, blah, them blah, down blah. like, hey
0: motherfucker, those hangers aren't free.
1: Right. <laughs> I, <was, laughs> I really was. And I kinda I look up and they're gone and everybody around us was looking at me. And it just like clicked in my head. I was like, was that Jack Harlow? And everybody's like, Yes, that was Jack Harlow. Wow.
0: So now you He need hasn't to, reached out to
1: me yet. So you need,
0: to, you need to get a cardboard cut out of Jack Harlow. <laughs> and then, you know, put signs up like Jack Harlow shopped here.
1: Just wear it in a music video or something. <laughs> you know? It's not that hard. Just wear it in a music video. That's I just it's just dead, want more followers. Dead this is how Jack you do Harlow it Harlow to follow me back. Just, <laughs> so Did you see my post, Jack? Can you hear me? So here
0: here's what I would do as a carnival barker. I would go Full ham on your whole booth, Jack Harlow. It would be a Jack Harlow shrine.
1: (laughs) Then they're going to want royalties or something. And that's, I don't want that.
0: He's a celebrity. He can't, no, I don't mean sell Jack Harlow merch. I mean, have a cardboard cutout. I mean, play all his music nonstop.
1: I should perm my hair. Yes.
0: (laughs) If I had any hair, I would too. That's awesome. I'm Jack
1: Harlow now. (laughs) Yes,
0: I'm you now. Congratulations. You bought a shirt and now you have a doppelganger.
1: (laughs) Man, I mean, he gave me the best tip I've ever gotten. So, $25, yes. $25 tip, that's...
0: That's great. Setting a new good. bar.
1: I mean, he could have gave me 100 <laughs> He's not hurting for money, but it's fine. <laughs> I appreciate what he did.
0: That's that's hustle. That's hustle culture right there.
1: <laughs> I mean, if I would have known it was him, I would have just gave it to him. So, it worked to, out okay for if, me.
0: If you want to be the celebrity we talk about way too much next, then you just need to beat that tip. <laughs> like, okay, I have, I have um, So, what else? What else? Do we want to? What do I want to chop up a little bit? Hmm.
1: So when, besides the fact that you like listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. what made you want to do your own podcast?
0: Um, well, I, the same reason that I really enjoy listening to it because it's rather than just reading somebody's highly curated thoughts on something or AI generator or whatever, podcast is really it's conversation. And, it's, it, and you can pick and choose what topic you're going to listen to or what person you're going to listen to. In a podcast, there's just a real human conversation going on.
1: I was kind of nervous when I had messaged you earlier this week. I'm like, give me some topics. Like, let me get some notes going. And you're like, nah, dog. I don't have any. <laughs> but I feel like that's better mm-hmm. because we do want to be our unfiltered selves. True. And if you've listened to any podcast for a long time, and then you listen to all the current episodes, you're like, I'm going to start from the beginning. Right. And then you're like, man, that sucked. So like, how'd they right. get famous? Yes. How did they have a successful podcast? Yes. That's where we're at right now. Right. We're this is m- intentionally awful. And we're recording it so we can go back and remember.
0: Mm. How bad we are. The
1: points we're making.
0: <laughs> so we, we can, can
1: stay up all night thinking about it.
0: Self-flagellate on our suckness at yes. podcasting.
1: I think we're doing great. So speak for yourself. Like
0: of course, I the last thing I want this to be is my idea and you're just along for the ride. That is
1: That's I, what I signed up for.
0: Okay. Well, if that's your idea, then that's what we do. Jason is running a cult. <laughs> I
1: don't okay. I think a good idea for an episode might be to bring our spouses in.
0: I already mentioned that to Susan.
1: Yeah. And just hear
0: why we're so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Just from the from the horses.
1: How they fell in love with us. Why they can't live without us. You know that's going to turn
0: into a roast, like immediately. They are going to roast us. So,
1: what's your dream? What's your dream for our podcast?
0: Man, I want to enjoy the journey and let it organically turn into what it is. Mm -hmm. Of course, I would love to have a big following and and have the opportunity to bring on people who really interest us Mm -hmm. and and you know just talk to them. You know, a professional wrestler, Jack Harlow, whatever.
1: <laughs> I want them to put our Louisville hometown hero sign next to his. Ooh. When our podcast is really made it.
0: To- we got to be on the side of a building. So <laughs> for those of you not in Louisville, Kentucky, whenever somebody achieves a modicum of fame, we paint their face all over the side of a building. That's awesome. It is.
1: Well, I have homework based on what you did say. Okay. Is when you listen back and you edit it and you put it together, I would like to know next time we record what you took away from that. Did you find little bits that maybe were more interesting or profound than when we were talking about it, like face-to-face? I would like to hear what you think about that. Okay. If you still enjoy the sound of your own voice when you listen back to it. I always to- <laughs> enjoy the sound of my own
0: voice. I'm, I'm a ham, and I love a stage and a microphone.
1: I love talking to people, too, though. And yeah. that will be the part that will come easy.
0: That's the truth of it right there is... Story is what's going to pull people in and make them interested because none of us is doing anything absolutely unique.
1: There's no such thing as a new idea.
0: And if you do have an absolutely unique new idea, which I have met a few people, guess what? There's no market for what your idea is (laughs) because you came up with it in your fucking head.
1: Good luck. (laughs)
0: And now you're setting about educating the world on why your idea is awesome and you are going to spend so much I've done it. I did it. I built an app. It took me three years with three other veterans. How's it going? Nowhere. It's dead. Oh,
1: oh I'm no, sorry.
0: No, that was over two years ago. We just...
1: Great point for the podcast, but I'm sorry though, yeah. that well, I that, mean, that but that's,
0: that's how entrepreneurs learn because it seems like the one mistake everyone just repeats is having a fantastic idea and going at it 100 miles an hour and build, build, build. Here's a minimum viable product. Let's get on Shark Tank and all this other shit. And then you realize there's no market. Nobody wants it. Nobody is... You're not solving a problem people have. Mm. You've got to be solving their problem. Now, in your sphere, it's different.
1: Mm-hmm. And you,
0: you started getting there in that it's a luxury. Right. Or not necessarily a necessity. Now, it may scratch an itch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress because I've forgotten what the hell I'm talking about.
1: When it's a luxury item.
0: Yes. So that's a very... It's a very different thing, right? Because I'm working on more interruption marketing, like more traditional marketing, because my clients, for the most part, have to be top of mind. Now, I do have creative-based clients, too. Mm-hmm. And so I have to flip that switch and really push them more towards telling their story. Um, but, yeah, that's an interesting that's an interesting take on it because marketing to people who are looking at something that's a luxury, you know, whether I'm going to buy a bracelet or a wood watch or a tattoo mm. or something like that that I don't necessarily have to have. So then I'm also fighting with forces such as people's disposable income. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, again, you got a leak, you got to leak, you got to fix it or your roof or whatever. But I already have 43 t-shirts.
1: Yeah. And what's different about this one? Right. What's going to make it worth the extra money? That, you know, you can go to Walmart and get a t-shirt for $10. Right. And they got some cool stuff. Now.
0: But it's inside of a Walmart.
1: It, you know. This when episode you're in... brought
0: to you by walmart.com.
1: <laughs> we I love you.
0: I don't want to go there. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I could go on Etsy and find a thousand versions of the same
1: right. smoking t-shirt.
0: It is you. It's 100% you. It's a very personality-driven, cultish-type thing.
1: And that's why I need you, because I need help getting that across online. Yes. I feel like this podcast will really help my business. Absolutely. Because those people who don't already know me or maybe don't meet me at a show like you did will get an idea of why you should make a charitable donation to my family by purchasing my (laughs) wares. How big is your email (laughs) list? I have 118 people in my official email list.
0: So let's just play the numbers here. No, I'm serious. At least 60 to 70% of those people will listen to your podcast. You think so? Absolutely.
1: A lot of them are people I know. That's cool. And I think they would do it just for the fact to support
0: us. And those people, well, I think they'll do it because we're awesome, but also to support us. I don't, you know, whatever. But that's why a podcast is so great because it's asynchronous. We created it. it lives on whether someone's listening to it right now or not. Ah. And and it's a it's a mental flip to realize when, when you start listening to a podcast and you're like, oh, I I really dig this, I'm going back to episode one. They yeah. recorded that three years ago. But uh-huh. in your head, that conversation is happening because you're you're engaging in it real yes. time.
1: Yes. That is why we have to put that on YouTube. We gotta yes. put it on YouTube. Yes. Mm.
0: So no matter when that because I just as engaging as you are and you're coming into your third year so you're you're gonna start tweaking and refining your pitch and your your shop and all that stuff i've got some ideas about that oh yes i just there's the 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 whole tent thing at the flea market to me it's it's got don't tell the people
1: this is information just for me you got to pay for these services people (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> to be frank, you and I are the only people listening to this
1: at the moment. I'm manifesting it. Manif- yeah. Let's go. Manifesting it. Anyway. When you come back three years later and listen to this, remember that you have to pay for this information. Right.
0: So you're going to meet more me's or people who become very quick fans. It's going to happen. It it can't help but happen. Well, you're in a when, – when you're at – and I'm just – I'm not going to pick on – off-market, but when you're at an event, so say this is event X, and 70% of the booth owners are not necessarily engaging, or or they're not comfortable being very outwardly engaging with people shopping. They're just hoping that their cool fruit slice earrings are enough that someone's going to buy, and people do buy, mm-hmm. but you then become, you, you get this much stronger gravity within because people are like, oh, you need to go, you need to go check out that one, because you have really engaged with them and talked to them, and you know you're you're having them go get you a beer. Is that just me? It's probably just me. It's just you. That's cool.
1: <laughs> that should be your
0: stick. It doesn't bother me.
1: Um, that's a that's an interesting point you make because when people ask me, and people do ask me, I'm not just spitballing here. Like, what is what do you do to get ready for a vendor show or whatever? And one of the things is I always have a plan of how to get them to continue shopping with me, whether we ever see each other face-to-face again. Like, you have to, and I think this would apply if you're doing it online, too. Are you... Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes? Yeah. I give away tchotchkes. You do? I do. Okay. I have a whole little basket of free there stuff. Is it branded?
0: No. Because well, who
1: wants something with my brand on it? As they long want as it's something, something with a...
0: stupid and goofy, like a fidget spinner or a, a or
1: a caricature picture of me on it. That's not a bad idea. you actually...
0: Should do is give every kid a whistle.
1: <laughs> that's a great way to draw people back to purchasing from me. Awesome. Every time the ride home. Every time, but like a, for um, somebody who enjoys a beverage every once in mm-hmm. a while, a koozie is a necessity. Yeah. I would argue. You're going to get this free koozie. It's got something funny on it. All you have to do is follow me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to ever like my posts. You don't have to do any of that. Yeah. But help me grow my algorithm.
0: I would be utterly shocked if anyone else selling at that entire event thought of it that way.
1: Oh, yeah. I need a TikTok, bro. We need a TikTok for this podcast.
0: I don't even have TikTok on my phone. I don't either.
1: I told you I'm scared.
0: Well, I mean, it is a Chinese spy app.
1: Yeah, well, I mean.
0: You don't care about that. You're just they scared. already have. Yeah. You're just scared to show your dance if moves?
1: They, if they want it, they'll find it. Okay. I'm not worried about that. So you're scared of what? I don't know. It just makes me nervous that, like, I, like, do you ever, you know that, like, you want something or need something like a new phone, but you're like... Do I really need to spend that money? Mm-hmm. Do I really? Oh, let me just wait a couple weeks mm-hmm. and I'll see what happens. That's kind of how I feel about TikTok. It's like I don't. I want to be so successful that I can't even pull the trigger on trying it because I'm scared of failure, oh, which sure. is which seems so stupid because I've got this whole business that just flying by the seat of my pants. Sure, but yeah, I'm like I don't want to be. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to make the same thing everybody else is.
0: Goofy dances. Make it, yeah. I mean, looking stupid is like the, the I guess goal. that's the
1: point. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't not look stupid. <laughs> There's nothing I can a do natural, about it. It just comes to me.
0: Again, I, I work in a different kind of part of the universe than you. I think it's far more important, in my mind, to whole hog on a platform mm. rather than dibble and dabble on a ton of platforms. Speaking strictly clinically, when it comes to TikTok, your ideal customer is not there. Mm. TikTok is populated by people who haven't graduated high school yet, for the most part.
1: Right, I want somebody that's going to spend money.
0: Exactly. So, yes, you would get some engagement, but I don't think it would result in money in
1: pocket. Mm, Well, that makes me feel so much better about my procrastination about it. Right and, and well, it,
0: it, you know, when you're considering a new avenue or a new monetization method, um, there's you know you do have to trust your instincts, to, or at least take the path that your instinct is leading you down and do some research in that direction, because you know our reptile brains are still effective for some things, even though they're not trying to get us not mauled by a leopard or whatever.
1: <laughs> mm, I listened to a podcast about multi level marketing, and there was a term, and I'll never be able to think of it until like the middle of the night tonight that psychological term about how your instinct a lot of people's instinct is when you've put money into something and it's not successful Sunk cost
0: phenomenon yes you have to
1: keep putting money into it yep. and that was fascinating to me
0: I talk about that a lot and it's almost like you're like lobbing a softball at me
1: <laughs> because the sunk
0: cost fallacy is so prevalent with small business owners mm. and it, it basically is we tend to place a lot more importance on the loss of something than on gaining something or something positive.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: want to avoid the pain or the embarrassment or the loss far more than we want to gain the happiness or the thing or the money. Yes. So it's very powerful. And when you've already spent $1,000 on a coaching program, it's very difficult to look at it just black and white on the table, this is not gonna work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your brain doesn't want you to do that because it's like, yeah, but then we're gonna lose $1,000. <laughs> yeah.
1: $1,000 is gone. Exactly.
0: You lost it already. But, th- but that's, so when you've, you've turned the corner and you recognize what the sunk cost fallacy does and what it is, that's when you're able to say, and that's when, you know, after three years of spending hundreds of hours hand coding an app and learning different APIs and technologies, I was like, dudes, I'm out. This is, and I even said it like that. I was like, we, I've spent three years on this. I can spend another 10 and we're going to be exactly where we are mm-hmm. today. Although, except I will have wasted 10 more years.
1: And it is heartbreaking. It is.
0: And I, I can't remember, if it, I think it was Seth Godin, who's a marketing genius. Matter of fact, I'm almost sure of it. And he had a podcast episode on his podcast, Akimbo, which I would suggest to anybody interested in marketing. And it was about the sunk cost fallacy. And if you just listen to it, I think it's like 15, 20 minutes. It will, like, you'll never be able to not think of it again when you're considering whether to keep down a path. Mm-hmm. Because something in you already knows that it's not working and it's not going to work. And for much the same reason, people stay in failed marriages for a very long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because we don't want to feel like all that time was wasted.
1: So yeah, I can I can definitely relate to that. And, and just now as we're sitting here having that realization of that's why I did that other thing for so long. And when I stopped doing it, I never did it ever, ever again. And I think... Light bulb. I'm sure that's why it was because sure. I was just so devastated about all the time and effort that I had put yeah. into it. I didn't want to do it ever again.
0: And there's also a danger in flipping the coin entirely over and being like, "Yep, don't work." Yeah. There's 500 bucks. There's <laughs> a thousand bucks. Please.
1: You got to take a lesson from everything, and that's cliche, but it's the truth.
0: Right. Well, the middle ground is where the the truth lies. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yes, if you objectively set this on the table, you've spent. $2,500. Buying a whatever.
1: Building a, a podcast studio.
0: Yes, building a podcast studio in your own house, you idiot. That's.
1: Foreshadowing.
0: <laughs> that's foreshadowing. Um, no, because I'll still just talk to myself on my microphone.
1: We'll figure it out. That's
0: right. And I'll have AI generate me a guest.
1: <laughs> but Selma Hayek this week. hologram. I'm
0: talking to Prince today. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I have I no idea where I was heading that.
1: Mm, that we should that you have to learn from it you can't just
0: yes it so I think the the most power in recognizing it is to say okay full stop this isn't working I have invested this that's a reality it's also behind you the past doesn't exist it's only in your mind honestly it's not a thing you can touch it's true Mm. it's it is gone What's that? Uh, the, that
1: makes me want to like tear up a little bit because well, that is true. It is
0: true. The, the the past and the future are both nothing. They're mental constructs. They do not exist.
1: Damn, getting and deep, every man. action
0: you take right now impacts what the future will become, but you cannot plan what that's going to be or how you're going to react to whatever. Do
1: you feel like it's like a, a man thing too, though? Yes, of like,
0: 100%. Yeah. Dwelling on the past. Yes, 100%. Hmm. If I had only done this. Or... God, if I could be 20 again knowing what I know now.
1: Right. Or I did this and that's why I'm here.
0: First of all, we don't remember it as it happened at all.
1: Oh, yeah. That's... Because
0: all it does is roll around in our brain. Mm. And as, the more stressful it was, the more it imprinted the stress of it, the more happy it was, the more imprinted. So you get this Elysium, mm. go, oh, my God, if I could just go back to being a quarterback in high school, blah, blah, blah. Well, you forget that you were working at Burger King five days a week and it was terrible.
1: You were miserable then, too. Right. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> and you and all you were saying was, God, I can't wait until I'm twenty five years old, I can do whatever the hell I want.
1: Mm no. I keep no, keep going. The past no. is a construct. Keep it going. Is.
0: It is. It, it's 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 a it's ethereal. You can't touch it, you can't impact it. You can learn from it. So that's important. Um but to to allow it to impact what you're doing now and moving forward. That's, and that's a struggle. I'm, you know I'm saying it like, duh, easy. <laughs> it's not that easy. It's very difficult for me too. Because it can also cause me to shy away from an opportunity. Mm. Because, like I mentioned, the app that we built. Now anybody mentions that opportunity to me, I'm immediately guarded. Mm. Rather than looking at it completely objectively like, okay, what's the app idea? Mm. As opposed to people bring it to me and I'm like, who's asking for that? I'm immediately, I'm immediately wall up, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just, and that's by not living in the moment. That's by not taking everything in front of me and saying, okay, this is what this is. Mm -hmm. Like the world we live in has the ability, we have the ability to create anything. Like 10 years ago, could you imagine yourself coming to the the public library and sitting in a podcast studio for free? (laughs) and recording us talking about whatever we want and tomorrow i could have this on apple and spotify and all that that is insane
1: oh that's just such good advice though because it is when i started doing my business i i had a, a little bit of confidence mm-hmm. because i knew there's at least a, a small group of people that will support me and so maybe it won't you know grow Blow into, up in your face yeah oh. I'll get my money's worth out okay. it, basically. Yeah. was what I've invested, so what am I plan on investing, I'll get back. I had that same mentality of, my other business, you know, it was, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. and this didn't really work, and that'll probably happen with this, but I'll just be careful going into this. Right. And I mean, that business didn't last as long as this business has, so I would already say it's more successful. Right. But, yeah. But well, had
0: you not brought that bullshit to this new business? How much faster would you have run in I year mean, one
1: who knows because the past is a construct that's right and i'm living in the now
0: that's right <laughs> that's right there you go
1: Convers- lesson learned that's i have right. a new wrinkle in my, brain my
0: patreon
1: <laughs> thanks for coming to our ted talk
0: oh my god i would so do a ted talk
1: <sighs> what would you do your ted talk on
0: stuff like this off the rails yeah seriously about you know just like taking cues from people like Ric Flair and Deion Sanders and people who are just like this is a thousand percent of me and you know what that's going to bring my tribe to me that's going to bring people who resonate with what I do Mm. it will bring haters I don't give a shit those are people who are never going to spend money on what I do because what I do is not for them
1: Mm. Mm.
0: and that's and I I poached that completely from Seth Godin people like (laughs) us sponsored
1: by Seth Godin
0: people like us things like this, finding your community and your Mm. tribe and being as close to your authentic self as you can in your business too, it's scary for entrepreneurs and it's one of those things where we have to learn it on our own because when we first start out, we want every dollar we can get.
1: We are motivational. Yeah. Do, when you edit it, do the little, where it sounds like it's rewinding, where we're like, we don't want to be a motivational podcast, we just want to talk shit and then (laughs) Back to us to, <laughs> to get completely motivational contact. <laughs> no, I, ha- I have an antidote about that because when I, I worked in retail, it was a corporate setting, although it was definitely a more cool corporate setting, but I would not use the word relaxed. It's all about the money, right? Mm-hmm. And I got promoted to a higher position and was sent to do all these different trainings and orientations and stuff. And I got a lot of feedback about being too much. And this was not that long ago, Mm -hmm. definitely before the, you know, if I'm too much, find somebody else mentality. I had a very internal struggle with that because I'm like, this is all I got. Like I'm faking it until I make it. This is all I have. And I'm hoping I'll kind of (laughs) get some other acuity. I don't know if that's the right word to this business and what I'm supposed to do to it as a business. But all I've got is my personality. Sure. And, um... You know, a year later, I had grown our store over 100%. I mean, we were in the top 10 of the company. What? And uh, a lot of it was learning other things, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it was my personality. It was my personality that made my team work really well. It was my personality that... made our customers want to come back and shop with us. It was my personality that got the other people in our region to open up to me about what they were doing that was successful or what I could do better or different. Mm -hmm. I left that job feeling a lot more confident, but there was definitely that internal struggle of maybe I should reel it back. You know, yeah, it's cool. And we're, I mean, I remember specifically they did a training where basically they were trying to get you to cry. I mean, they were really trying to get you like it to feel that emotional connection you know um and then i got a little bit emotional and i was reprimanded for it you know and it was kind of like well what do you want like this Sounds is like
0: the stanford prison experiment what,
1: what? Cor- the corporate world and i have mean, any list any people listening that have worked in the corporate world it i mean it is mm-hmm. it's a lot of i don't want to say cult-like, but it is a lot have, of... Yeah, they
0: have their own culty languages. We're you know. going to
1: act like we like you how you are, mm-hmm. but really you have to fit into this mold. Sure. And um, again, you know, in my own business, I think not fitting into that mold, not saying that I'm completely unique or anything, but being authentic to myself, I would say is the number one success factor.
0: You want me to blow your mind? Oh
1: my God. I don't know if I can handle anymore. I'm starting, <laughs> starting to feel sweaty. <laughs> so...
0: So, and this, so this comes with a background in psychology and evolutionary biology that I studied in college. That's what I, that's what I was down for. What a brain. That's what I was into. What no, a brain. No, that's what a not get a job creating degree. <laughs> Just study what interests you and the job will come. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Anyway, we are, and I, I talk about this actually quite a bit. We are designed, our brains are designed, our bodies are designed to ignore the mundane. Things become Mm -hmm. white noise. You do not hear them anymore. You don't see them anymore. Mm. The thinking is, I'm not going to state this scientifically because I've done no, you know, whatever. And I can't say what the cavemen knew. But the thinking is, in order to be, in order to survive in an environment, your brain has to be able to react to what's different. When there's a rustling in the bushes, when a berry looks totally different than anything you've eaten before, when something smells different, you have to be able to really key in on that in order to survive Hmm. because it could absolutely be a boa constrictor about to strangle you right and therefore we we do we we completely miss the mundane the ordinary if you listen to a spotify playlist in your car as you're driving and you're thinking about something and it's your same spotify playlist you won't remember any song that was played because it's just white noise or
1: which exits you've already passed mm.
0: think about that the next time you go out of town Go on a vacation, and you're in a city you're not very familiar with—Charlotte, something like that. You have to read every damn green sign. Mm-hmm. But now try and think on your way home, and and think of the signs in order. You don't know a single one of them. Mm. You don't even know what they say. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't. Because they are—they're just white noise. Right. You you ignore them so you can be on alert for what's new, and I think we have come to that in marketing like marketing before it was interruption marketing it's you're watching your cartoons and they pound you with gi joe and strawberry shortcake and all this and you're just like that's what i gotta have that's what i gotta have and now really
1: showing your age there
0: we consume what we want to consume Mm -hmm. it's very curated and we can do it without commercials or we zap right through Mm -hmm. commercials so it's no longer interruption marketing that's still there It's, it's
1: you're interrupting in a different way
0: right and it's very curated to you so your facebook feed shows you ads that are very curated to you so that's and that's i don't remember, i i kind of side channeled there but that's that's just another one of those really cool psychological things to know it's like if you're just going to be the same event x 50 tenths, 49 of them are staring at their phone while you look at their wares mm. one of them has somebody who engages with you immediately when you walk in jokes with you says oh you look like this or you you mentioned something that, that a character that's already on their shirt and you're like oh guess what i've got
1: i've got a cardboard cut out of this guy right my... <laughs> right
0: and then the, the other guy showed up and he had a rick flair shirt on and you started talking about that
1: their baby's middle name is flair we had a whole conversation uh, about it last time because the husband was such a big rick flair fan there you go Their baby's middle name was Flair. Maybe I can reach out to her. Guess how many times that conversation
0: happened for them everywhere else in that flea market? Not once. No. Not a single time. No. So you are probably the only thing they remembered because everything else was tent, stuff, money, beer, bathroom.
1: And not to toot my own horn, but they had bought from me before. They sought me back out because she wanted to order a shirt for one of her friends. Susan and I
0: will go to an event because I see that you're actually going to be there.
1: I tell people that, but I didn't know if it was true or not. It is true. Of course it's true.
0: (laughs) I mean, we like going to those things anyway. Right. But if I I see where you're going to be there and we're available, we're going.
1: That's why I love you guys. Right. We do need topics. Yes. It needs to be more topical.
0: Yeah. So if we could start culling a list of that. And I can happily bring these... Woo-woo, psychological and marketing theories.
1: Maybe part of the outro, you know, some of them like the true crime ones will be like, we're going to talk about something like positive for a second. Maybe you have like a little, like a little quote or a little Professor Jason. A Well, yeah, a little walnut of wisdom Just, at the end for listen people. Listen to me verbally
0: masturbate about how smart I am <laughs> as you, as we sign off.
1: And remember. I'm smarter than you. You should do everything I say. Join our Patreon.
0: Never forget, kids. Uh, You're not that great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it never gets better. It only gets worse.
0: And everything sucks. It's Listen, all terrible. Listen, tune in
1: next week.
0: Welcome to the Nihilist Podcast. Yeah.
1: That way we can then maybe we can kind of each have our little points that we want to try and get across, think, or whatever. I think this
0: is really good.
1: I'm way more impressed than not that I thought that it wouldn't be great, but like... I mean I knew
0: I would be great, but I'm glad you showed up.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once we have a, a direction and a mm-hmm. focus, but I think I think something along the lines of talking about like you said it perfectly. Small business owners, we haven't we're not millionaires, we haven't killed it, we are hunting it. Mm-hmm. Right. And we also have some really cool ideas in our pasts and our education, and our education of what not to do, so we have insights that are valuable.
1: There's no such thing as a new idea. Right. Except for this podcast, which <laughs> you should...
0: Join our Patreon. Join our
1: Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think that's... I, I hate to use the words like relatable, but I really think that, I mean, I know lots and lots and lots of small business owners from doing a small business, but then also just, you know, friends and family Mm -hmm. and whatever. And none of them, oh, I take that back. One of them is making bukoos of money, which maybe we can get them to come on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's wrap it up. Okay. Um, You've been (laughs) listening to two drunk squirrels and a microphone.
1: All right, we're out.